two, three. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Outside Line, this time with a special guest. And um, what better guest to have than the champ? The champ is here, Mr. Scotty Miller. So, uh, my name How are we? Hello, Scotty. How are we? <laughs> my name, of course, is Ben Still, joined by our, um, our regular podcast hosts, Tate Lindstrom and uh, Jackson Snell. And, yeah, of course, we do have our special guest today. The uh, the two time South Australian Drift Series champ, back to back, Mr. Scotty Miller. So uh, how are you tonight, Scotty? Welcome. Uh, very well. How are you boys going? Oh, could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, <laughs> could be in Queensland. <laughs> I'm on holiday. That's why you can hear the echo. I don't have my normal setup. Living the dream in Queensland. Yeah, for like another two days, and I go back to it. <laughs> Back to bloody Adelaide. The hotel Wi-Fi better than your internet at home, though. Significantly better. <laughs> like not even on the same plane. Like, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we've got uh, round five done, done and dusted. That's it for the championship. Obviously, it was a, a pretty intense one in the lead up to all of this. So a uh, bit of a recap, I guess, if everyone wants to go through and uh, have a quick recap of their weekend. Um, I guess I'll start because I'm going to put you guys on the spot if I don't. Um, <laughs> I uh, broke my handbrake in the first lap of practice and then I broke my clutch in the first battle and it would slip from the start of the speed gate all the way down to the first corner. Um, one team drift and got a bar tab, and that was probably the highlight of my weekend. Highlight of my weekend too, because I helped them. <laughs> so thank so you, you, there, you, too. you tight? I don't know where you guys went. <laughs> we were Disappeared. The cabins. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my weekend was pretty simple. I just yelled all weekend, so that was pretty good. And I only got covered with fifty percent of the champagne I normally do. So somebody else copped half of it. <laughs> I did like a condom suit, by the way. Oh, it was, yeah, that that was, was good thinking. That was good. Um, apparently, Stuart was going to try and crack me open like an egg, and then he realised that I'm bigger than him. And <laughs> he didn't think it was going to work very well. <laughs> what about yourself, Jack? Uh, no, nah, good weekend all round, as usual. Um, awesome seeing the guys go off. Uh, I had a headache of a weekend, obviously, running some new formats and that we'll go, to, go into later, but um, no, it was good. Good weekend, good weather, big big crowd considering the whole COVID thing. Uh, that was also a bit of a pain in the ass to... Almost uh, too big if you uh, asked a few people. Yeah, right on the limit. Um, no, but it was good with the V8s across the road. Um, had a few spectators from over there. Uh, no, all around, good weekend. Was there a significant rise in the number of drivers' mothers that you saw this round? No. No, no, no. One's, no one's mum's come and see me. I was skewered. Um, <laughs> in, in saying that, I had a few more people um, hit me up on, on Facebook and um, in person um, just to ask for me to give them some feedback, uh, like via text or, or Facebook or whatever. Um, the only one that really come upstairs was Kurt's dad, uh, but then the whole COVID Marshall person was running around and then we got in trouble for that. So it all sort of... Went in a pear shape, but yeah, I had sort of um, several people ask, which was good. That was a big, um, big rise, and 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 a few of those people were people who'd seen our previous podcast of me abusing them, saying that they didn't come up and ask. So no, it's good. It's good. What about you, Scotty? I'm guessing you had a pretty good weekend, considering you uh, closed out the championship. 
Yeah, no, it was a good weekend. We uh, ended up getting a shack because obviously everything turned to a bit of haywire with all the V8. So we got a shack up at Wellington there. So we went up Friday afternoon, which was good. Got to chill out for a bit there. And yeah, it was a bit interesting weekend with the V8s. But um, yeah, the car was good. Finally had some uh, decent front tyres. So the car was actually feeling a lot better than what it usually does out there. But um, yeah, me and Ozzy uh, got the top eight and... Uh, that was a sick battle, obviously. Everyone knows, everyone, I think most of you would have seen it. And yeah, I sort of entered on him. And then as he sort of wobbled a bit, throwing me off a tiny bit in his gas set. And I just needed to get on the power just that little bit more to chase him. And then people don't realize with that corner when you're on him, you can't actually see where you are, kind of thing, at that mm. corner. So as soon as he sort of launched, I was just like, oh, yep, you're out here. So that was, uh, that was all she wrote. <laughs> but. But I was uh, stoked to battle him again. We love driving together. He's probably my favourite driver to drive with. So just always good putting on a show with him. So, yeah, it was an awesome weekend. Wrapped up championship again. So it's just the driving standard out there at the moment is just absolutely crazy. So it was kind of good for once to actually watch the last few battles. And, yeah, that was a really good weekend for everyone. So I can't believe I actually got the whole event still done, considering, like, particularly Sunday – the supercars had two qualifying uh, sessions and then two races. It's it's an impressive feat to get all of that done still on time. Yeah, we were really like lucky as well with the fact that Quali was first thing in the morning on Sunday because they had the two races. So we actually only lost half an hour in the morning, um, which you know basically the first half an hour was pretty useless anyway on a Sunday because everyone's late to briefing and. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'll get out on the track. But um, that extra half an hour really pepped everyone up. And then everyone also knowing that the practice time was severely limited because that's what we had to cut. The um, All the time that was cut was that that free practice open track style time. So uh, the practice really got constricted. So everyone really went out there as soon as the practice was on. They got out there and they were driving. It was really good as well seeing all the drivers actually paying attention and being basically ready to go as soon as they were allowed to be out on track. And it really... Uh, allowed us to maximise what we had left. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was a, a good recovery. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, there was a bit of a, a format change for this round also. We had uh, Saturday night battles for L1. We had two battles for L2. I think we had one battle. And then we also had the thrash session on the uh, instead of qualifying. So how did we all think of that went? I'll let Scott go first. Scott, what do you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind it at all. It sort of, it gets annoying pushing the battles too late because you sort of want to get have a feed and get ready for the next day. But it's always um, you sort of just take it as it comes. Really, as a driver, you just adapt to it. It's not. It wasn't a big drama, so I didn't mind it. I didn't actually mind getting the. I think I think we just had the top thirty-two rounds, or was it one? Yeah, or two, it was the, or? The, the first two battles, so the, the two um, top thirty-two battles. Well, top yeah, everybody's so, but yeah, it we wasn't, only had thirty-two. Yeah, it wasn't too bad in that sort of way, and you sort of know what you're um up against for the next day on the Sunday, so whether you've made it in or not, and then yeah, you can sort of prep a bit easier. What did you think of the um like the thrash style qualifying? I like I know, it. I, it just, I, um, yeah, you go. <laughs> no, I was, was, was going to say, like, I know, I know you that you only got sort of a lap and a half, really, to to, to qualify because I think you were in the yeah. session that got yeah. shut down. 
Um, yeah, when uh, old Lando's wheel went. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. It's. Uh, I think it'll be a good thing once we get it sorted out. Obviously, like you said, I got I think a half a chase and one lead. I think it was. But um, it's good seeing the drivers that sort of struggle with the pressure of the qualifying. You send a lot of people up there in the top 16 that sort of usually struggle with that qualifying pressure. So I yeah. think it sort of takes away that. And you see a lot of different drivers up there, which is good. But I actually, personally, I like the two qualifying runs with the pressure nut because I deal with it quite well. But it's uh, very boring for the crowd. So I, I think it'll be a good thing once we get it sort of panned out. I think one of the biggest things we were like with Landon, so that was obviously a sponsor ride running through the qualifying yeah, session, yeah. which then obviously put... So I think that was one thing we talked about straight away was obviously once it's a qualifying crash session, that's all that is. That's Everyone that's it. out there the is, pro is rides now. That's right. Yeah, so that's... um, yeah. You know, and, and pro rides is a good thing, don't get me wrong, but there's obviously points or times that it just needs to be the guys qualifying or battling or whatever it is. Um, that's yeah, obviously going to be one of them. That's yeah. one thing we've done straight away. Um. To me personally, it was – I wouldn't say it was hard. It was definitely like pretty, you know, go, go, go. And and one thing that obviously mm. as a judge you always struggle with is is where you get your base of who's, you know, what, what sort of runs a 90 point, what sort of runs a 70 point. You know, you always really struggle to get that base. Um, and once you get that, it's all good. Um, but once again, it, it's boring. It's one car at a time, you know. Um, whereas a thrash session, yes, there's a lot, to, there's a lot going on. But um, I think overall impression, which is what we're always going for, is to put on a show, um, is is, mm. is a lot better. But yeah, once again, it's one of those things that does need you know, need some work. Obviously, it works overseas, um, but I think it needs to be a lot more strict, as in like a, it's a solid, uh, yeah, ten or fifteen minutes or whatever it is. Uh, but it's just the guys out there qualifying. Um, a little bit more of a gap between runs, which is one thing we sort of worked out by the second session. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm easy on both. I think the biggest thing with the thrash style is it keeps the crowd entertained, to be honest with you. As faster, slightly as well, depending yeah. on the number of cars as well. Yeah, that's right, yeah. What do you so, guys think? I I thought was, whether it was good, bad or any different, like the, the thrash style, I thought it was going to be more of like a, a practice session where um, judges just sort of had a running sheet and went down and, and picked it out. So I wasn't expecting so much of a sort of more regimented battle style. Um, but I still, I, it's probably better that way because otherwise it was going to be too difficult on the, all the judges. And I still much prefer that over the solo qualifying. I just, I think solo qualifying, like you guys said, is just really quite boring. And yeah, I don't, it just takes so long to get done. And as a driver, I don't want to go out there and do just two laps and then have to wait, you know, another hour or whatever it is to get back on, out on track. Mm. At least I can get a couple of laps in and have some fun actually chasing some dudes rather than just cruising around by myself. So I like that. Um, the, the two battles under lights, they were good, but I think a fair few people didn't realise how much just changing the lighting affects their driving because there was quite a few of them that... Um, yeah, I think probably didn't do all that amazingly on the Saturday that actually did really well on the Sunday. And I think the lighting may have been a factor of that. People don't quite realise how much that actually changes your perception of the track and your perception of speed. Um, but that's just another thing to adapt to. And I think overall getting at least one round of the battles done on Saturday 
and making Sunday end a little earlier is probably overall a really good thing. Yeah, it really, it did really open up Sunday. It made Sunday um, a lot more relaxed, especially with those two one-hour breaks that we got <laughs> during Sunday. But um, definitely, like compared to the last couple of rounds, especially the single-day rounds where you're getting everything done in one day, like those days are absolutely intense. Like there is no break. Like even if you're not on the track, you'll you know change your tires, get your car ready to go. But on the um, on this one, it was a way more relaxed and calm attitude that I saw from pretty much everyone, um, especially when I got to go for a wander during those breaks and have a chat with, with people down on the in the pits and stuff. So it was kind of cool. Um, I personally enjoyed watching the thrash session um, for qualifying. Made commentating it a lot easier as well because there's always something happening. And you just you know basically do what the judges do. You watch the one run finish, and then as soon as that run was finishing, you just brought your eyes back to the front straight and there was another two or three cars coming flying down the straight. You could just keep going on mm. about it. So uh, it was um, Paul Laff didn't get a single word in for 40 minutes straight because I just <laughs> would not shut up. <laughs> I was just flat out for 20 minutes and like, yeah. So it was great to watch. It was great for the crowd. Um, definitely saw a lot, of, a lot of people on the wall and around the back having having a watch. So um, definitely way more exciting as a, as a crowd and as a general crunter. Uh, watching something like that over a um, watch one car, wait 20 seconds for the judges to make up their mind, watch another car, wait 20 seconds for the judges again. And then, yeah, next thing you know, it's it's been two hours and you've gone through your 30 cars. So definitely um, with a bit of refinement, I think it's definitely going to be a way to go. Yeah. So uh, next thing I've got on my little list here, something that I'm quite happy to talk about this round compared to last time. <laughs> <laughs> team drift. I really okay, love this hey, team. Okay, team drift. Tale of how you how you won team drift. <laughs> oh, oh, where do I begin? <laughs> um, I didn't have a team, which was probably one of the more interesting things. I all uh, Luke Moody's car decided it didn't want to do anything anymore, and all my other friends that I planned on being in a team with decided to either pull out or they had broken cars. So I went to Team Drift line without a team and then found Jake Jones and asked him if I could sort of just join the back of his uh, group. So that's how I got into a team. And, uh, yeah, those guys had a really fast – well, they all got pretty fast cars, so a bit of a struggle to keep up with them, even if they were doing most of the chasing. Um but, uh, yeah, overall, it was a, a good time out there. Sorry, Mel, I've had to, like, readjust your window. It keeps changing on my on my screen here. That's what Mel normally does, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, Mel has been, like, a, a blurry mess for the last 10 minutes, and now he's come good, but it's all over the shop. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> other, other than you guys, um, there was, what, four teams? The Scots didn't crash first lap, which was nice. They um, actually got a few laps in together. Um even missing a couple of cars, and I think someone was in the in the street car as well, which was really scary to watch. With um, Kale Street V35, and then a whole bunch of Scott's tires sponsored cars behind him, just waiting to pounce and crash those doors in. Um, then of course we had Paul Ozzy Austin and the missiles, which had a bit of a band lineup. They moved around a little bit, which might have cost them this time. They didn't have Troy out the front with the nice predictable lead, and it was a little bit a little bit choppier compared to what we've seen before. Which uh, really allowed you guys the uh, what did we end up calling you? It was the seven arm squid, uh, yeah, taking taking it out. And there was another team as well, I think. 
Oh, that's right. The pro team prolapse. <laughs> Which, of course, <laughs> our two former prolapse drivers and then all the, um, ride with the pro drivers and Landon sneaking in as well. So uh, it was great to watch Team Drift. It's always fun. I, I enjoy it personally because trains are the best thing to watch in drifting. You can't, you can't change my mind on that one. Yeah, Team Drift is never lacking of excitement or things going on, that's for sure. I'm pretty sure Greenhill's car gave out and uh, you, Miller, and someone else were left with, like, two at the end. Yeah, yeah so Greenhill's car broke and then uh, Troy's something happened to Troy, just Troy things, really. I think his front end started whacking out and then it was just me and Ozzy and we just said to each other, oh, well, that's... Do what we do, and that's pretty much what she wrote, really. <laughs> pretty much. Is that the reason that you didn't end up at the uh, the after party at the the pub? If you weren't getting a bar tab, you weren't <laughs> going to stay home. <laughs> no, nah, we just had a nice shack that we hadn't been at for two days, so we thought we'd better spend at least a few hours there. <laughs> uh, so next point, I've got um, the layout. I've, obviously, we've run this one quite a few times. I think everyone's starting to get uh, pretty familiar with it, particularly that line into the first corner where you've got to uh, yeah, get on the throttle pretty hard and flick it pretty hard at the wall. So I think it's good running this layout again in the end because uh, a lot of the drivers actually stepped up now that they they know how to run that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one thing to notice as well is compared to last time we ran this layout, we had nowhere near as many cars blowing off the outside of turn one on that entry. Everyone really... Uh, got that entry style figured out, and the guys that were throwing it in really late and really aggressive, like, uh, like Miller, Jones, uh, Ozzy, uh, were all throwing it in super deep and then just standing on the throttle. Like they weren't letting the car float. It was this big aggressive snap on the wall, then foot down, full lock, and using the, the angle to slow the car down throughout the corner. It was amazing to watch. I had that feel as a, a driver, Scotty, because it's not something that I can talk too much about just standing on the throttle. <laughs> so how are you going with it all? Yeah, it was good to uh, get that layout again. Cause I think, was it round one we had it too? I think it was round two we had it. And mm. they actually had to cut the, the entry speed down. So it was a bit, you couldn't really use the full potential of that straight, obviously. So this round is good. You, I think people don't understand. I think that we're entering, I think Jake had his GPS. It was like 155 to 160 for the run. So that's pretty, you never, you think you don't drive down Port Wakefield Road at 160 Ks and think, I'm going to flick it here against this wall. But <laughs> it seems when you're out there, you just want to go faster and faster. But like you said, it's, you've got to sort of, it's a different corner that one. Like you've got to, if you get anywhere near 90 degrees, you've got to, you can't float. You've just got to get on the gas. Otherwise, it will suck you straight in wide. It's, it's weird. It's got like a bit of a bowl effect to it. Like it wants to suck you into the inside, but it's not banked. So the rest of the layout's pretty um, chalk and cheese, pretty simple, but it's all to do with that first layout, uh, the first corner. So if you get that right, you pretty much, you've nailed the rest of your run. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you go with judging all that? Because it's obviously a bit hard to see from, the judging tower that first initial flick particularly with how close they are to the wall yeah like i think this time um obviously once again having the lime the lime stream the live stream uh i don't know how many cameras the guys had out there but they ended up having like cameras on the end of the wall on the track side down like a foot off the ground running it down alongside the wall so we could we once again we just had the, the live stream playing on our tv 
up in the um, judging tower and just had on like a 30 second delay. Um, and then we could rewind or whatever and watch the different camera angles, um, which once again makes it, especially in battles, it makes it um, pretty freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, you could see some people they're going in and you think, oh shit, they're all pretty deep. And then you watch the replay and they're like a meter and a bit off the wall. So that was really good having those cameras there. Because yeah, where the tower is, you're sort of, you're sort of above and on an angle of that wall, that wall is either a meter and a half high or something. So you might think someone's running it, but they they could be anywhere from a foot to a meter off of it. Um, but yeah, the guys that were running it, um, like Scott said, you, they were sort of throwing it. You know, a lot of the guys like Ozzy, for example, at the start of the day was throwing it like past ninety, but it just keep he just keep washing back out and then having to almost reinitiate. And he comes upstairs and he goes, "Oh, I really need to turn it down a bit, don't I?" I said, "Yeah, like you just need to." You know, not do a backy every corner. It's not the sort of corner you can do a backy and then pull it off because you keep having to wash the front out. And he goes, "Yep, no worries." Goes back downstairs, goes out, does a lap, nails it like perfectly, ninety degree entry. But then like keeps that angle the whole way through the corner, um, which is what we ask for. Obviously, guys to throw to to angle and then try and stay at that angle. Um, and like I said to, I'll say to, uh, I can't remember who it was now, but come battle time and that we. We were looking like the, some of the battles are getting that good now. You, you are looking for those little corrections, as in guys, you know, giving it a little bit too much or not enough and having to sort of have those front wheel corrections and stuff like that. Um, some of those battles are getting to that level, and that's pretty freaking awesome to see, you know, like a, you know, a grassroots level, essentially, event, you know. Yeah, well, that sort of segues into our next point, probably too, which is um, the standout drivers. I sort of noticed that a lot of the drivers that are usually pretty sure to be in the top eight were sort of struggling, or well, there's a, quite a few of them sort of struggled, and there was quite a few new drivers, which normally or typically you wouldn't see in the top eight um, that sort of ended up being out there. So there's obviously a bit of a, a change up with what's happened. A lot of guys have probably stepped up, and it's created a lot more competition in that sort of top eight area. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, like Scott said, there were some guys who, after qualifying, um, like the qualifying crash session, were sort of right up there. That not that we didn't expect them to be up there, but um, they're not normally those sort of top ten ish sort of drivers. Um, one standout was obviously Klimberg, who hasn't driven for I don't even know how long now. Competed since competition wide, probably like four years. Yeah, um, and comes out there and technically. After qualifying, he was leading um, going into the top 10 shootout. And then he sort of said to me, what, what do I need to do in a shootout? I said, pretty much what you're doing now, man, you need to redo it in shootout because there's a reason you're number one at the moment is because, you know, you, you're doing what we, what's required. Um, and he goes, do I need to put any more sauce on it? I said, look, look, you can put a bit more sauce on it, but it's pretty dialed, like where, where he was at, to be honest. And, uh, and then he comes out and does a complete opposite. He bunks it all like. And then he had problems with the car and ends up in a fucking LS. You know, no one wins in an LS, they're junk. Oh, and I then, just brought me spare car with me after not competing for four years. No worries. It's and it's colour-coded. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, that, that car is Nick Baker's and it is, it's pretty cool. That um, yeah. It's got the 80 to dirt. one extractors. Like, it's really cool. It's a freaking dirt circuit car. Like, mm. you would not. But, um, yeah, and then he obviously he did something to the motor in the, in the wagon and... Um, ended up in the sedan and and he was still driving reasonably well in the sedan but just didn't have the flair that he did in the wagon that he's always sort of had um 
which sort of sucked a bit because it would have been cool to see him get right back up there straight away. Um, yeah, so another one was like obviously Dan Pryor, who hasn't competed for a few events now, obviously, um, and comes back out and, and kills it once again. Um, I'm not Dan Pryor, sorry, Dean, you can. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. You can make that mistake. It's it's pretty. Common. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically it's one. Yeah, they're pretty much the same person. Yeah, probably for me, um, it was really good to see Adam Mayo. up there in the uh, Ferrari. Yeah, um, super quick car. <laughs> yeah, that was really good to see him up there. I think he said on one of his posts he missed out last time by like one and a half points from getting in the top eight. So. Um, yeah, it's great to see him up there. And I think we, we've we seen now the potential for Roger. We've, we've sort of seen hints of it, but it really came to fruition, I think, probably round five. He was up there. He was on door. He was doing all the right bits and pieces. So I think it was really good to see him sort of step it up to another level. Yeah, for sure. The, the thing with Roger, like, Roger never really makes a mistake or, um, like, loses battles by driving poorly. It's just he always lacked that little last little bit of pizzazz. And, and that, yeah, aggression. And that, that aggression. And we saw that this weekend with, uh, especially the entries, he was very, very aggressive on the entries. And uh, pretty much anybody that was super aggressive on those entries were the, were the guys that ended up pretty high up in the standings. Yeah, so how are you finding it? Scotty, is it getting harder and harder to uh, to stay up on top for you? Is it <laughs> is it getting no, that bit more difficult? It's never been easy. But, um, standing out for me was definitely Jake from the get go. He was on it straight away. I think he sort of knew what was on the line, and he was um, he wanted that first. He was pushing for it, and he was definitely a stand stand out. But it was good to see, like you said, boys like Dean and even Dan come back. Dean killed it all weekend, and Roger, like you said. Yeah, like you said, he's you know we've seen how good he is, but he's just showed it on the weekend. I think he'll be. He's got a good car. He's got a good attitude, and I think he'll be. Yeah, next year he'll be definitely up there in the points for sure. Oh. Uh, so live stream. We've uh, obviously had a step up in the live stream this round. Each each round, uh, Will and the guys there at the crew seem to step it up, and it gets better and better. This round, I honestly don't know how they could make it any better after this round because it, it was top-notch sort of TV production from what I could see. Yeah, so Will's done a great job organising all that stuff behind the scenes. Um, we have a guy coming out now that um, has come out. He's getting into it himself um, and has brought the equipment out that we use now. So originally we were using a, a crappy little laptop and a, a handy cam um, bungee corded to the balcony and then just following the cars with that and now we're up to a, we've got a, a like a live switcher we've got four cameras we've got like one of them's like a wireless gopro which is the one that we saw on the um, on the wall there and like we've got wade in the um in the commentary box with us and he's on the overlay so like every driver's name's popping up when they're battling and stuff like that like it's absolutely crazy what they're doing with the live stream now and like now we also we set up so we had a pa on the other side of the track as well, um, running that through Discord uh, as a trial for the first time. So Discord had calling to a, a phone that was connected to a, a stereo on the um, the other side of the track so the other guys could actually hear what was going on because that's one thing that we've um, really struggled with is getting the, the commentary and, the, and all the, the notes and everything over to the other side of the track. So we're stepping up every, every round. I'm sure we'll find something 
extra to throw on for the start of next season to make it absolutely astounding. But going back and just seeing the clips people post from their runs and stuff like that's another thing as well with the, the benefits of having a live stream is you see all these drivers mm-hmm. posting up on Facebook and Instagram with, you know, just basically cutting out the bits of the live stream they were driving and being able to post that on, on social media makes it really cool. Instead of going, oh, I'm going to get my mate out of here and hopefully he filmed me and he was, wasn't off doing something else or whatever. Or you can be like everybody else, like with the helmet cams. <laughs> Go watch my, my 17 laps in a row from the left side of my helmet. <laughs> or you get my dad who like films you as you're coming towards the first corner and then you chuck it in, he gets distracted, he's filming mostly the sky and then the ground and then you, something happens because he goes, oh shit, but you don't get to see it because his camera's all over the spot. And then he comes up to you, oh, I did a video for you, like that's great. You look at me like, yeah, this is, this is you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, it, it's great, and um, I think it's only going to improve in quality. Somehow we'll find a way to make it better every round. <laughs> and also, uh, we haven't spoken much uh, about those guys at the moment. Obviously, we started out with the biggest L two field that we've uh, we've had thus far. And, forty cars. Um, forty cars. The the so initially, um, obviously, it was sixty four. Yeah, 64-car field. It was going to be 32, level 2, and then 32, level 1. The level 2 entry sold out in, what, like 12 hours or something like that? Something It was less than a day. And then um, we, I think, we pulled some practice-only entries and then bumped the level 2 field up to 40. And then when we announced the extra eight cars, that was gone, like, in less than a day as well. So, like... We've had a forty. We had a forty car field, and that forty car field was filled like three weeks before the event. So, absolutely crazy. It's great to see everybody going out and giving it a crack. Yeah, it really shows for like where the sport's going. When you've got lots and lots of people coming into the feeder class or the entry level class, it's it shows that the sport's really healthy when you've got that many people interested in it. So. I think it was awesome. Um, you actually got a chance to view L2 probably again this time, Scotty. So uh, what were your thoughts on where L2 is up to? Yeah, I got to watch a fair bit of it this time, actually. And it's good to see old Dan on top because he was a bit worried going in because he had car problems. Oh, no, he took Phil's car. And then we all know how that one ended last round. So um, <laughs> it was good to see him get the championship win in the end. But... Yeah, it's pretty crazy just to see so many. And the standard of it's just, it's not even like an L2 battle anymore. Like, it's good to see so many young blokes coming out there and stepping up. It just sort of makes you wonder, even with the L1, like when people can start traveling again from interstate, how many drivers we're actually going to want coming to do the competition. So, it's you know, we're going to end up with 100, 150-odd cars. So, it'll be interesting to see once all that's over, sort of what happens, but... Yeah, it'd be good to see a few of the boys, like, see Alex back up in L1 next year. And I think people like Brody and uh, who comes second, Dan, uh, Christian? Nah, uh, Christian. Um, what's his second? He comes second, come second in the championship. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he potatoed his caster rod halfway through the, uh, the Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to see him and Dan step up next year. So, nah, it's definitely good to see a lot of the young drivers coming out. And I think the sort of the freestyle style comp, you know, attracts a lot of the people to come out and try it because they don't feel like they're as such in a, you know, a comp competition as such. 
You're not going out doing two qualifying laps and then you may or may not win your first battle and then you're out. Yeah, that's you right. Know. And then you're out and done. <laughs> like you roll up, you're guaranteed two battles with, with the uh, with the battle rounds and stuff like that. So it, it's definitely a, um, a less aggressive way to get into the sport and get into battling and competition. Yeah, it's good for those guys to not have the nerves. Practice. Yeah, mm. exactly. And you don't have to worry about you know, having to battle Miller or something as well. Like, you know, you get that. You've got your own group of drivers that you're all around the same similar levels of skill that, you know, you don't have to worry about Definitely. battling, you know, a Miller or Jake Jones in the Zombia. Like, you imagine rolling up to mm. level two, like being Mitchie Stewart rolling up to level two and you're 60 kilowatt bloody 4HK7. And you're like, all right, you're going to battle Zombia. Off you go. You're like, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just park it up. Don't worry. Oh. So I guess that's probably everything about this round. So what's everyone doing next year? I know that uh, Troy's getting an S13 together because he reckons that the solid axle's no good. I've got a car on the build. What are you doing, Miller? You staying with the S14? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've got a few upgrades doing, just turbo and injectors, just a bit more usable power. No, not Probably not much more power, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do a welding cage and other than that it's just body work and that's pretty much it yeah try and keep it as reliable as it is because this year it's been been a good car we've had the dude i think we had a seat and the flexi let go on the exhaust and that's it for the whole season so yeah your thing was uh, yeah, pretty reliable i don't know obviously yeah, I didn't see the bonnet up too much on it so uh, you don't want to change something that's obviously working too much yeah, no, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so is there any, anyone else that you know of that's going to be changing anything up? Uh, Troy, myself. Dan Pryor in his new car. Uh, that's right, he's got the 370Z that he's building at the moment. Yeah. 370, yeah. yeah. Is that going to be a next year car or is that still a bit further away from completion? I suspect it's going to be when it's done car, knowing yeah. Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be when it's done because you want you want to get it done right as well. So Dan's not the kind of guy that uh, rushes into things, but of course, yeah, he had some issues with the S13 this round as well. Like he had a clutch issue as well, I think. Yeah. So um, that may be a little bit more motivation to uh, to sink some more funds into the 370 and get it going. Have a nice crisp car for next season. Yeah, I think Jake did a a video log or something of um, them working on Dan's car. So uh, must be making some decent progress to fill 20 minutes worth of <laughs> video log time. Oh. So uh, obviously we've got some L2 drivers moving up next year, but oh, yes. uh, we hope so. I think a few of them need, if they're not going to go, they need the boot. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, events coming up for the rest of the year. I think you've got one, Scotty, that's coming up. Did you want to tell us about it? Yeah, yeah. It'll be a bit of a private day at X-Park, sort of an invite only. For, um, a bit of a memorial for Dave Dermody. Obviously, we know he passed away, unfortunately, but um, we never really got to do anything for him, so it would be good to get. There's a lot of old-school drivers that knew him from back in the day coming out, and yeah, the Jack and... Ben are both coming out themselves, and um, yeah, it'll be a good day. It's just 
just a freestyle drift. There's no competition, no nothing. It's just go out, everyone drive together and leave with a smile and just try and let it get a bunch of the old drivers to fall in love with drift again and hopefully sort of maybe bring them back to competitions eventually. But, yeah, that no, should be a good one. Yeah, I've seen the lineup of drivers. It's um, if you want to go out, and I think it was a five dollar entry or something like that to go and watch. If you if you yeah, want to go yeah, some, yeah, you want to see some door on door action. I'm thinking that's probably the one for a good event to go to. Looking at the driver lineup. Yeah, I think that's gonna be given. It's gonna be one of the uh, the most intense days out at X Park, like possibly <laughs> ever, with the uh, with the drivers out there. So you two are taking your car out, are you? <laughs> yeah, you got two idiots in a Commodore. Well, hopefully two Commodores, because Jake hopefully. doesn't get, get his done. He apparently is using mine. But I don't know how that's going to cope with that. <laughs> yeah. How's the tandem going to work? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you want to see it? <laughs> two Snell's one car. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for giving me the title for this video, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> You've made it real easy. Two smells, one cup. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, mine will be. Mine should be done. Should be done. I just want to. I just want to do what Ben did last time and have fucking five people in the car. That's what I'm looking forward to. Mm, it's good fun. <clears throat> Teach yeah. that. Oh, yeah, I do enough of them anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 2021, I'm pretty sure that that's probably going to start up early next year. Um, so, yeah, we've got uh, 10 more minutes before uh, Jack, oh, sorry, Ben has his uh, GT racing to go and crash in. Cars, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, any final words? If not, I reckon that's probably... Uh, Probably one of the more concise episodes that we've got done thus far. Yeah, really, uh, really smashed it out. A bit like the uh, the competition on the weekend where we had to really condense everything down. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> did well. Um, Miller, any, anybody you want to give a shout-out to, of course? Uh, you are our first guest. So, uh, you know, any, anyone you want to plug, any shout-outs to give? Now's, now's your chance. Uh, just drift an essay because, um, obviously, with the stuff you had to deal with on the weekend, it's easy for us drivers. We just roll up to the gates and drive it we've got the easy task and he's got before you know the stuff during it on the weekend after months of planning so just yeah massive shout out to you boys putting on such a good comp like it's all we've got in sa so everyone's got to keep supporting it and obviously i think i think it's one of the best competition or as a driving level in australia so yeah we just yeah. keep pumping into it and get keep going into it so yeah massive up to them Sweet. Oh, thanks for coming on, Scotty. And uh, no thanks to the uh, the Snells for joining us for this season, and hopefully next season if you guys want to hang around. <laughs> you haven't got sick of me bugging you on uh, text line to get your computers and uh, shit together. All right, we'll leave it one, that one there. We'll see if we do another one of these this year or not. But uh, till then, we'll uh, see you later.